Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Harmony with Piedmont Opera. Today, boy, this is probably the best start to a podcast recording that I think we've ever had. We're, we're here bright and early on a Thursday morning from the Piedmont Opera offices in downtown Winston-Salem in the parlor room. And while we were setting up for the recording, our guest, Jenna Anderson, was entertaining us with some beautiful melodies on the, on the piano in here. She's got more energy than about anybody that we've ever talked to. She's a brilliant piano player. So thank you for setting the tone for a fantastic recording today. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into to Jenna's uh, background, and we're going to talk about a big event coming up later on this month, Magnolia Ball, over um, at the Millennium Center in downtown Winston-Salem. But uh, first, I, I have to ask... Uh, how long have you been playing piano? And is, and is piano the only instrument that you can play that well? <laughs> yes, a piano is the only instrument that I can play decently. <laughs> um, I actually originally, before I went into costuming and fashion, I really wanted to be a concert pianist. So that was my original goal growing up. So my dad played piano and I would listen to him. Um, and so I've kind of been playing since I was like three, but okay. not like those prodigy children who like, you know, enter a contest or competition at five years old. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't that kid, but I have been playing piano my like, basically entire life. So. Your your eyes lit up when you saw that there was a, a piano that's just covered up and, and you were asking, is that, does it, does it work? Can I play it? And <laughs> Yes. No, every time I see a piano in a room, I'm like, my heart skips the beat. I'm like, can I touch it? And people are like, sure. And they're like, oh, wow, you actually know how to play. I'm like, yeah, like it's one of the joys of my life, you know? <laughs> That's tremendous. So her name is Jenna Anderson. She's the CEO of Jenna Sequa LLC. And she does uh, custom apparel, costume designs, dancewear, limited edition collections. And uh, we'll get into what she's going to be doing with Piedmont Opera in, in collaboration for the Magnolia Ball coming up, but uh, tell us first a little bit about your, your business and, and what else you'd like to, to share beyond just kind of the highlights that I touched on. Yeah, um, so I actually first started the business here in Winston-Salem for custom button-down shirts. That's what it originally was. Okay. Um, and I, while I was a student at School of the Arts, um, I learned a lot about, you know, honing my craft, but I realized that what was truly missing from the equation wasn't just sewing, but like people needed leadership and they were willing to work under supportive leaders, Mm. but a lot of people weren't willing to step up to the plate and like take those reins. And so, especially during the pandemic and after the pandemic, Genesequa was founded as kind of a, move into the modern age for the creative industry. And so I'm taking a lot of steps to bring and resurrect the apparel industry back to Winston-Salem. You know, we have such a rich history with Hanes and all of that, Mm -hmm. but um, we have so many more niche resources now that have been cultivated by the arts culture here, but there's never been a single entity that's led bringing them all together. So that's what Genesequa does. And um, a lot of what 
I've founded it on has been based around my cold calling and creating opportunity. Um, And I think that's something that creatives would love to kind of take back is some of the reins for it. So um, that's a little bit about Genesee Kwan, what we're doing. Yeah. So your your mission is way more than just designing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it starts there. It has to start somewhere. Right. right? And for me, it was actually tutus and button down shirts. (laughs) So not the most typical approach, but... um, um, you know, you start somewhere and then you grow from there. And we have so many plans to grow, yeah. you know, in the near future. So I'm really excited. Button down shirts. I, I can, I can certainly see that. Tutus? Tell me about that. Why, why tutus? Yeah. So I actually, um, I actually gave a TEDx talk, um, in February at Wake Chapel, at Wake, For- at Wake Forest University yeah. about my journey with tutus and entrepreneurship. So if you want to hear more about yep. that, I would suggest going to YouTube and looking for me there. Um, but I've always loved ballet. I, you know, I think it's fascinating. And tutus are so unusual. Like, I don't know anybody who looks at a tutu and is just like, yeah, that's normal. You know, they're just like, what is that? Like, right. how does it work, you know? And so I was fascinated by it. And I... I don't know anyone who isn't like it just kind of transports you to something else. And I think that's what creatives always hope to instill in people is this kind of like otherworldliness, mm-hmm. you know, like what is that or yeah. exp- exploration of an aspect that you never thought about before. And so tutus um, have a lot of restrictions to them. Like you can't do a lot because there's partnering involved usually and you don't want someone's hand or finger to break in partnering. Like, you don't want it to get caught in a decoration mm-hmm. or a pearl to fall off on stage and the dancer, like, break their foot. That's not good. <laughs> so there's actually a lot of restrictions to them. Sure. And that's what what makes you be creative is, like, how do I carry this out yeah. in a safe and effective way? Yeah. And it's just not what you would think. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, you know, you've done, you've clearly done so much research on the topic. Can you tell me an interesting, the most interesting fact about the origins of tutus? Oh man, there's so much interesting history surrounding it. Um, I mean, of course, there's like the whole modesty issue of like you know the romantic tutus were so. Um, romantic tutus are what we consider like floor-length tutus. Um, And they're commonly used in romantic ballets like Giselle or Les Sylphides or peasant ballets. And the fact that it shows the ankle was like a huge controversy, you know? So like, it's not even like the tutu itself. It's just the length was like controversial. Um, So you could talk about the whole modesty issue of it. But I think one of the most fun facts for me is that they were originally super flammable. Like, yeah, like you could catch fire real fast. (laughs) Wow. um, There was a lot of chemicals used in it that obviously are not like, legal anymore Mm -hmm. but back then it was fine like it made it work and stay stiff you know now it's not legal but back then it was like extremely flammable and some dancers did catch on fire i I was gonna say that that had to be the moment where it went from it used to be extremely flammable and then something really bad happened and then it became (laughs) right right no it's just crazy like when you think back to what was okay like even makeup back then you know um, Queen Elizabeth and the whole Elizabethan period 
and like having lead in their makeup. It's like it was normal back then. You just did it, you sure. know. And now you're just like, why would you ever do that? But yeah. like, it was a thing. We've so. learned. We've learned and evolved. <laughs> We've yeah. grown. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, so tell us as much as as you'd like to about your background and how you became interested in this type of work. I've always liked and appreciated detail. Okay. And um, I've always enjoyed costume and fashion and the detail work of that, more the couture elements. So, um, I mean, it's just crazy to think how much time really goes into creating like a piece of art and people don't always see clothing as art. Um, but I don't know if you caught up with the Met Gala that just happened. Yeah, saw a little um, bit of that. Yeah, and there was this, there was this cape I, was that a, a Jared Leto's cat was about the wasn't <laughs> stole that the show, stole the show, right? Which and is of hard he to do, it. <laughs> right? That, that's, it's hard to be the one that stands out more than others at the Met Gala, but he, he always he knows how to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a good one for it. Yes, he is. Um, but there was, I don't remember who wore it, but someone wore this cape. Um, featuring Carl on it and it was like thousands of yards of material and it says on the Instagram caption that like 70 seamstresses Mm. put one cape together and that's not even the whole outfit that's just one element of an outfit it took 70 people who are under the same job title Mm -hmm. doing it to make it come to life and I think that that's fascinating you know so I'm, I'm kind of captivated by what people don't know mm-hmm. that went into something. Um, and I also, I hope you can tell by now that I'm an extrovert. Like I love people. I love sure. connection. And so I love custom work because I get the opportunity to work with people on an individual level and show them what works for them and what doesn't. And they get to see what they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, it's okay that I'm this way. And this will work for me. And we can go off of this instead of that, you know? And sometimes they think that a certain silhouette or item won't look good on them. But that's just because they've been in, you know, mass uh, fast fashion Mm -hmm. things that weren't made for them. But when you have something made for you to your specifications, it's transformative, you know? And so I love that experience. I used to be a sales associate at Nordstrom. And I credit that for a lot of my background in customer service as far as understanding the process Mm -hmm. of like what makes people comfortable or uncomfortable and what brings people out of their shells and what are people willing to explore if you'll explore it with them. Yeah. You know, like if you if you give them the chance to like, I'll take your hand and we'll go through this together. So much can happen sure. with collaboration, you know. Yeah. So you mentioned that a, a big reason why you you flourished in this business is your your love and attention for detail. Yeah. So I I'm curious, what what were you like as a child, knowing how much detail mattered to you? Did it start from a very early age? Um. The interest was there, but I was very focused on on piano. Like, I used to practice four to five hours a day for piano. Yeah. So I was pretty dedicated to that. Um, But I think that 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 really laid the foundation for detail. Like, I was very musical. Yeah. Right? And so my detail was focused on musicality um, of what I was practicing. And then eventually I started ballet, and ballet is so Mm detail-oriented. 
Um, and you have to be so aware of yourself, you know, of where you are, where your body is at, how you're feeling. And, um, so I don't think that I was always into the detail personally of like making fancy things, Yeah. but everything that I was interested in required that level. Yeah. yeah, And required that discipline, that observation, And when I realized that I wanted to do, you know, sewing and construction and all of that, it just really fit right in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us some of the, um, some of the projects or works that you've done with your business, designs that you've done, people that you've worked with, events that you've curated for, um, that really stand out. Yeah. Um, probably the most, uh, prominent project so far in my career has been going to London. Mm. So again, I'm a big cold caller. Um, I don't believe that, you know, opportunity just always presents presents itself. Sometimes you have to make it mm-hmm. present itself. Um, and one of my goals um, f- for as long as I can remember was working with the Royal Ballet in London. I really wanted to do that. And um after realizing that we needed more creative leadership, you know, and COVID hitting, I was just like, you have to, you only live once. Like you have to take the risk, you know? And so I sent a, uh, Instagram message to a principal dancer at the Royal Ballet. I was like, Hey, do you want a custom tutu? Like, here's my website, <laughs> like check it out. And I was like shaking when I sent, like, I was like, what is she going to do? She's not even going to see this yeah. get lost in all the messages. No, she responded in like two hours and was like, yes. And so, just like that. Yes. Just, just yes. Yeah. I know. She was like, I'd love to do that. Like, let's, let's make it happen. Wow. Um, so I had like the happiest anxiety attack I've ever had. <laughs> and um, my friend came over. He's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. Like, my <laughs> dream is about to happen. Um, I was like a mess, but the happiest mess. <laughs> and so um, in March 2022, I went over to London. My first time overseas. I've never been outside of the United States. Mm. Um, and I went to London for six weeks and worked with uh, Yasmin Nagdi at the Royal Ballet. And what year was this? When was this again? 2022. 2022. Okay, yeah. so very recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was still in college. I was in my senior year of college. Wow. So it was just a crazy time. Um, but, you know, I was the first person to initiate that kind of collaboration. It's really unheard of, mm-hmm. um, especially in the world of dance, to have, like, American and English independently it's it's not heard of you know but that's why i did it i was like this is the chance to build a bridge that's never been built before um so that was like the biggest project i've done as far as like a personal accomplishment um and then most recently um i collaborated with the uncsa dance costume shop and i built 20 tutu bases Mm. um that were for spring dance for endolin outlaws shostakovich suites um and you know they're just an incredible incredible entity um you know i made the skirt part but they took care of like the bodices and the tunics and like they did so much work on that it was really incredible to be a part of that crew um and that was just you know like a week and a half two weeks ago so (laughs) that's the most recent reason um and then magnolia ball is next right so yeah yeah okay so we'll, we'll get into to that in just a moment um so that that's a fascinating story and a great example of how yeah sometimes 
sometimes when you shoot your shot, it uh, that great things work out in yes. terms of your opportunity in with uh, in London. So um, you you've clearly got something that spans well beyond Winston Salem and the Triad. So why 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 Winston why is Winston Salem uh, the right spot for you to to kind of set up home base? I mean, on a personal level, I can truly say that I've never had a community until I moved to Winston. Hmm. I mean, I've truly never had um, a group of people that believe in what I'm doing. Like, not just like, you know, my aunt or my mom, but like a bunch of people who are just like, this is really cool. Like, how can we help? Hmm. And how can I, like Jenna, help you with your goals? I've never had that. So I finally found that here in Winston and I just see so much potential here. Um, On a professional level, I think to make change, you have to start smaller. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm originally from California. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. There's absolutely no way I could do what I'm doing there. I mean, it's just too big. Mm-hmm. It's too saturated. It's too expensive. Too expensive, yes. Right? <laughs> and it's not even the business aspect. It's just living. Right. 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 Um, and I've already, you know, done that. I was in Chicago in 2016, and I was homeless there. Mm. Um, and... I mean, it's all about the, you know, artist's journey and the creative journey, but I was just like, this is not it. Like, I can't thrive off of this big context. You know, you have to start in a smaller context. And so Winston offers that. Winston offers you the chance to connect with everybody from, you know, the mayor <laughs> to, like, your fellow classmates right. to Piedmont Opera to, you know, all these all these people are willing. And you don't get that in New York City. You don't get that in Los Angeles. You don't yeah. get that in Miami or Denver or you know, you don't you don't get that right off the bat. You yeah. have to really fight for it. So living in Chicago and struggling to to keep a roof over your head. I mean, yeah. what what are some of the other parts of your journey before coming to Winston-Salem where it was, you know, like you said, the struggle of the path of of an artist to get to that 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 place where you feel like you finally found the right community. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the other parts of that journey that, that were, were challenging? Um, I think when you have a vision that's big, that's always challenging, no matter where you're at. In mm-hmm. Winston, it's challenging. In California, it's challenging. Um, so a big part of my struggle prior to coming to Winston was believing in myself because I don't know how to like exactly explain it, but um, one of the places that helped me embrace my creativity was going to a summer intensive at Parsons um, School for Design in New York City. And I had a very sheltered upbringing. I was homeschooled from kindergarten through high school. Um, I had very little context of the outside world. I knew I had passion, but I didn't have anything to compare that to. And so I was very, I was very shy and afraid to believe in myself. And I went to Parsons for the summer intensive and I was not like anybody else there for very obvious reasons. Like, I didn't know anything about anything. You know, I didn't know pop culture. I didn't know all these references. I was obsessed with tutus. Who else at Parsons is obsessed with tutus? No one. The answer is no one. <laughs> so um, I was already, like, standing out 
whether I wanted to or not, you know, and the teacher noticed me there and he was like, I think you have something and we don't really know what it is, but you remind me of like Alexander McQueen and Alexander McQueen is a huge fashion icon. And I was like, you think my work like is reminiscent of that? He's like, yeah, something about it really clicks. And I was like, whoa. Um, And I was asked if I wanted to become a year-round student at Parsons and I didn't want to go into that much student debt so I said no (laughs) but (laughs) but but that was a big change for me as far as my belief in myself yeah you know and I was like well someone sees something in me um and so that's like a struggle I think for any creative but even coming here in Winston and sharing my ideas with people of not just you know, it starts with fashion, but I have dreams for bigger things. And they're just like, how are you going to do that? And then I tell them about England and I tell them about what I'm doing here. And they're like, well, maybe, sure. you know, so it's planting the seed. Yeah, and, and, you've, proved, and that, you've proved it to a certain extent already. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to continue proving it. Like that's what's going to happen. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a fascinating journey. Yeah. Um, and uh, great stick to as well to but it's you know, it's, it's also too, like you mentioned, all it takes is one moment and the right person to to convince you that you've got that ability, that talent, yeah. that skill to, to be able to make this work. And that can change everything. Well, yeah. And I mean, it does, it does um, sometimes clash with prior generations. I will say that like one of the biggest standouts for me with London was um, me asking someone to help me over there. Like I emailed her before I went over to England and I said, I've admired you for so many years. I love the work you do with the Royal Ballet. Like, will you help me with this? And she was like, who do you think you are? Oh, wow. To like try and do this, you know, you obviously don't know what you're doing, and she—it's like sincerely, <laughs> like she signed the email like yeah. so politely. Yeah. But I, but I was like, oh my, like I'm not trying to do anything, but you know, legacy is a huge thing in the creative field, yeah. and so even if I don't think I'm creating tension, you stepping into the unknown and being bold will put up roadblocks mm-hmm. you know and you don't even try to do that you can be as nice as you want yeah but sometimes people don't want that they want things to stay the same and so that's been another big road bump you mm-hmm. know in my career and it's not i don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon yeah um do you find that to be um a, a little i guess do you find that to be less intrusive in this community, in, in the triad in Winston? In the beginning, no. Okay. It was very difficult. Um, it's one thing I, I use the illustration of like faith, trust, and pixie dust. Hmm. And I think Winston, until recently, has had a lot of faith and a lot of people who have pixie dust. But the trust has been slim Hmm. you know and so like people love to see the vision but i think what's been shocking for a lot of the people that i've built relationships with is they're like you know are you staying in winston i'm like yes i am and and they keep on asking me and i'm like nothing has changed i'm still staying they're like why don't you go to los angeles why don't you go to new york you know and i was like because i believe in winston Hmm. and it's taken these what six years that i've been here 
for them to finally start believing it, you know? And so now things are taking off because they can see that I mean what I say. Yeah. But Winston has never really been a place where people stay and grow you know they they come here for education they leave and then they come back you yeah. know and i'm going right from my education to like let's start this yeah and they're just like no one does that and i was like i do that gotta, you know like that's what i'm doing gotta start <laughs> so, somewhere you yeah know? it has to start somewhere yeah so, yeah okay that that's that's a really interesting answer yeah um shifting just just slightly yeah um do you have a you mentioned maybe you've already done it with your project in London, but do you have a dream opportunity, a dream commission that that you're that is that um, that that thing that you're constantly shooting for? I mean, I think overall, so I I have a more attainable commission and a less attainable commission. Okay. So my more attainable commission would be doing um, window displays that are reminiscent of what Bergdorf Goodman does, which is very intricate, um, decorated window displays that feature fashion. Hmm. But um, if you look at their Christmas window displays, um, it's these custom-made or or couture um, gowns and dresses and ensembles, but then there's all these other props and elements. It's a whole world in a window. Mm. And I see that. Like, I've had buildings picked out downtown with windows. I was like, that's the window display I want. Like, I want that window. I want to do this, you know? <laughs> um, and we have the people here to do that. So it's so attainable. And I can't wait to make that happen. Um, and then I think in a bigger scale, that's a little less attainable at the moment, but will happen. I am manifesting it. Um, I really want to expand Genesequa into a whole, you know, like design and production studio that offers all the things. Yeah. And um, I always have in the back of my mind that I want to kind of reinterpret Willy Wonka's chocolate factory yes. as like a live experience. Yeah. With the costumes, with the setting, with the lights, you know, um, I think that would be so cool. Yes, it and would. to bring pure imagination itself into Winston as a reality. I think that's so exciting. I love that idea. So that would be a great, like, I'm not sure if that's a commission, yeah. but like, there would be so many people that have to come together to make that happen. Yeah. I want it to happen. I'm saying that now. <laughs> I, be- I so. believe when, when you have that um, type of confidence, when you say it, I believe that it's going to happen. You're going to find a way. <laughs> right? So I'll come back to this you know, episode in yeah. 10 years and be like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's tremendous. Um, do you have a a passion project that, that you're working on right now outside of something that you do that that's more, I don't know if you consider what you do work because you love, you love it. Yeah. Um, but do you have a, a passion project that you're also kind of, um, got going on with it? Um, I am a writer. Okay. So I do enjoy writing about the creative process. I think it's so important to share our stories, not just our thoughts, but like our actual experiences. Um, one of the biggest supports for me when I was homeless in Chicago was going to Harold Washington Library and um, reading the autobiographies of so many artists and dancers and designers and architects. And you just realize 
how similar we all are, that we all struggle with the same things. And I don't see a lot of that happening like locally here mm-hmm. of like, you know, we'll share certain aspects, but like I I don't enjoy sharing about how I was homeless. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, that's great, you right. know? But like, that's a reality that a lot of people face and are scared of. And so um, I am writing a memoir of mine and it's been a difficult journey for sure. It's very vulnerable. It's very open. But um, I wish there was more of that. And I think that's one of the things that my mentor really instills in me is like, be that person that you wish you had had. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like that's really cheesy. And like, you know, you're like, yeah, sure. I always hear that. You know, you see it in like bold font right. on Google Images. You know, you're like, yeah, okay, Google Images. But like, but it's so true, you know? And I think when you actually connect with it and you're like, this is what I needed yeah. or this is what I, I had. And then you talk to all these young people here and you're like, this is what they need too, you know? So I'm working on my own memoir. I have a Patreon um, that has some of my essays and musings about business and stuff like that. Um, But that's like my biggest passion project right now that's ongoing. Okay. Very interesting. A lot of different talents. It's it's impressive. (laughs) No, it's it's impressive. Um, Okay. So let's talk about magnolia ball yes. or mag ball as as everyone refers to it yeah. um tell us what you're going to be doing with uh with this event i'm gonna be stirring things up you can't okay. see me but i just did a major hair flip uh-huh. um no i'm really excited for magnolia ball it's gonna be my debut for evening wear mm. um so you know most of my focus has I mean, let's be honest, it's been on shock value, like tutus are not subtle, right? Um, So I'm excited to expand outside of that into wearable Hmm. art. Um, And I've put a lot of detail into this. Um, I'm making two ensembles. Um, The first one is going to be a green evening gown. And then I'm making an ensemble for myself that I think... um, I kind of think of this as like my debutante ball in a way, like your coming out moment, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it it actually is a big fashion tutu skirt, basically, a structured tutu skirt um, with floral organza. And um, I'm going to be embroidering flowers kind of crawling up from the hem of it wow. to the center. And then I have like a satin bodysuit that I'm making with gold body jewelry. So it's going to be a moment. Um, I want to, I want it to be a memorable moment and it will definitely be that. So That's... I'm excited. <laughs> Where do you come up with the, the ideas, the inspiration for, for these designs? I think in the so I think it's definitely changed over the years. Uh-huh. In the beginning, it was definitely like ballet, <laughs> like it was pure ballet, and like how do I wear a tutu without wearing a tutu? Um, and it's still in some ways that way. Like ballet will always be a huge influence, but um, but now I gather a lot of inspiration from my peers. Of like I see the work that they're doing, and I'm like, oh, that is possible. Like we could do that here. And so um, one of my 
friends is really into embroidery and detail work and she Mm. was actually one of the inspirations for it for you know going into all the knit and gritty and taking the time to do this detail work that i wouldn't normally do yeah um but you know some of it is inspired by by my mentor and i saw her wear you know yellow and pink and i was like i like that so like yellow and pink is in my ensemble and it's reminiscent of her you know so i actually find a lot of inspiration through the people around me now unless oh i wish i was this fashion designer or this brand or something um you know i'm an extrovert so i'm really absorbent of other people's yeah. energy and i try to exude that in what i'm making okay. when it's personally done i mean it's different when it's like a collection and yeah. you have to make multiple pieces but this is like a one time only thing and yeah. so i can make it really personal and it's really great i love that yeah. i love that uh magnolia ball is the 30 it's the 32nd magnolia ball it is on saturday may 20th at 6 30 you can go to piedmont opera's website piedmontopera.org if you want to buy tickets or you're interested in hosting a table and you can see some of jenna's work yes. if you're in attendance as well uh so again that's saturday may 20th um okay final question for you jenna tell us about some of the things that you love to do around winston-salem what are some of the things that this is that make things a great day when you get to visit this place or eat at this restaurant, things like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of great places here in Winston that I love. I love Eastern Standard. That's one of my favorite places to Mm -hmm. go for a drink. Um, It's just a really welcoming environment and it's super friendly. So I've had a lot of meetings there that's just, ah, (laughs) like you just sit down and you feel good, you know? So I love going to Eastern Standard. Um, I have recently realized that I need to decompress more because I'm so busy with entrepreneurship. Um, So I'd really like going on walks at like Renolda Gardens Mm -hmm. or any of the parks here, like the Haynes Haynes Park is really good. Um, So I love going outdoors here. I think it's just really well maintained. So I love doing that. Um, you can usually find me at Camino Brookstown. I spent a solid three months there every morning at 7 a.m. writing my business plan. Oh, wow. Um, so they all know me there. <laughs> so you could probably find me there on a <laughs> usually daily basis. Yeah. I would be miserable without them. Thank you, Camino Brookstown. <laughs> um, and then I am, I did have limited access to downtown while I was a student, Mm -hmm. partly because I was a student, but also I was a student during COVID. Mm. So I'm just starting to really like delve into downtown. Um, So I'd love to go explore like Aperture more, you know, Um, there's a lot to do here. And I don't feel like I've really been able to explore all of it yet. So I'm really excited. And I see a lot of new things coming to Winston, which is also exciting yes well yeah. there's still plenty to explore and there'll be even more to to explore as these as things grow and new new things come around this area yeah. so do uh, you have any recommendations like what's your ooh, favorite spot for, for put what? you on the spot for, for what specifically um friday night uh friday night's like <laughs> movie night with my kids and ordering pizza but <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Um, let's see. So if, if you're going to get like, let's say you're want to go out to dinner on a, on a Friday night. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, Willow's. Yes. Willow's is, is really good. I love that spot. Um, let's see. 
Um, coffee. I mean, I like Moji uh, uh-huh. coffee right down the uh, right down the street from where I am on Trade Street. If you want to visit a brewery, we have so many great breweries. That that spot around Industry Hill, North Downtown, where you've got Fiddle and Fish and Wise Man and yeah. Radar, and um, just so many great spots to go grab a drink, grab a bite. Um, Aperture is fantastic. I, I love love going to see movies there. Um, wow. Yeah, it's. I will uh, say that you made me think of one of my greatest joys in life is uh, trains. Yeah, like, I love trains. Okay, and so I love going to Incendiary. Yes, and sitting there and literally waiting, waiting for, for the, the trains to come or to yep. Crankies in that case. Yep. yep, and I always like get so excited when the train comes. Everyone's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm fine. I'm yeah. ecstatic. There's yeah. a train." <laughs> um, but Incendiary is a great spot to just chill out, mm-hmm. grab a beer, get some pizza. Yeah, yep. and meet everybody. Like everybody's there, it but it's is. so casual. Yeah. you know. So I don't. Don't feel any pressure to like be anything or anyone it's just like we're just chilling out together yeah. you know the thing that i love to tell people about crankies that that they haven't been there crankies is very well known for its coffee great mm-hmm. coffee phenomenal breakfast that yes. is a great spot to grab breakfast yes. so yeah i recently got the hangover biscuit because uh, yeah. I was like, this sounds interesting. Uh-huh. It was massive. I was like, whoa. Yes. It was so good. It's amazing. And I did not have a hangover, but if I did, it would have cured it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Yep, so, yep. Uh, yeah. And then a lot of people on this podcast have talked about how much they enjoy Louie and Honey's. Have you been there yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that cinnamon, cinnamon roll. Ro- yeah. <laughs> The cinnamon roll and the Rice Krispie treats are what people talk about the most over there. And they're so so sweet. Like the service there is really amazing. I mean, I'm a real stickler for customer service. Oh, I'm sure. I really love what they do there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many recommendations. We could do an entire podcast on just the the phenomenal places to visit in downtown. But um, yeah. So, so there you go. There's maybe there's something new that you haven't tried yet, but yeah. Yeah, it'll. This is. I'm glad that you've made this your home, and I'm glad that this has become a community for you, and that you get to kind of experience what Winston Salem and the Triad has to offer. Yeah, no, I'm so grateful to Winston Salem. I wouldn't be who I am without it. And Mm -hmm. Jenna Sequa is going to transform Winston into something even bigger. Well, tell tell people where they where they can follow you, your website, social media, anything that you'd like to to plug here at the end. Yeah, um, so you can find my website at JSQ Designs. Dot com. Okay. I just redid it, so it's updated, and then, and you can find my TEDx um, talk there or a site um, linked to my, like my gallery space. Um, I also do a lot on Facebook, so if you're a Facebook fanatic, just friend me, Jenna Anderson. Um, I post a lot of my work there. Um, and then I also do a lot for my personal Instagram, which is JennaBird199. Okay. And then I also have my Jenna Sequa Instagram page that is linked through my personal page. So you can find me really anywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited. And thank you, Winston, for everything that you've given me. It's pretty incredible. I can't wait to give back to them. Yes. You know? Well, thank you for, for being here on our on our podcast and look forward to seeing some pictures of your work at, at Magball here in a How couple exciting. of weeks. How exciting. Yes. Yay. <laughs> 